Hello and welcome to Evangelist Jeremiah's Messages. Today we want to discuss about 10 things we have to teach our children. To say that all is well in our society is to deny an obvious fact. To deny that we have serious issues in our hands will be to apply paper as wild, curing and eye challenge. But most importantly, to resign to faith in face of the prevailing situation will be to stand against a moving trend. The realities on the ground is that our society has failed. We have failed to set our priorities right. Hence, what we are presently harvesting in our societies and actually what we planted in our various families. To state the obvious fact, the prevailing ills in our society are the byproduct of the failure of many families to inculcate necessary values in their children and words. The family is the nucleus of the society, hence the need to start there. Charity, they say, begins at home, but unfortunately, the necessity of home training is neglected and negated. Hence, what we have as a result are unmannered and uncultured children and youths. There are basic lessons and principles that parents and guardians must teach their children and words if they must become disciplined and cultured, else, with only intellectual training being given to our children, we are preparing a generation of irrational animalistic humans. We are only sitting on a keg of a gunpowder. A child is born innocent. The society makes it what it becomes. The family is the nucleus of the society, and so, the informal school where the parents and the informal teachers begin from the cradle to guide, to teach, to educate, to direct and train the innocent children in order to fit in into the society. This is because research has proven that the prevailing needs in the society are the byproduct of the failure of the many families to inculcate necessary values in their children and words. The necessity of home training is neglected and negated. Hence, what we have as a result are unmannered and uncultured youths. Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 6, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 14 and in Mark chapter 10, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Now, I have outlined the ten things that we need to train, teach children. The first thing is about God. And what must parents teach their children about God? They must teach them that God is all-powerful, that God is the creator of heaven and earth, that God is, that is omnipotent, he can do all things, he's omnipresent, he is everywhere, he's omniscient, he knows all things. Now God is a supreme spirit who alone exists of himself. He has no beginning, he has no ending. Our parents need to teach children this. You need to teach children that everything that they do on earth has eternal repercussion, eternal consequences. That when people die, they go to either heaven or hell. These are moral training that, children, that parents have owed to their children. Now, Bible says in Psalm 11 verse 3, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Now, we're talking of what can the righteous do? When you are not righteous, I wonder what you will now do. Now, teaching about God. Child upbringing is an enormous task that involves a whole lot of things. Like a school of its own, it involves several subjects that form its curriculum. Many parents have done excellently well in terms of providing 
the basic needs of the children, such as food, clothing, good education, good home. But the children are starved of the spiritual education, which basis is the knowledge of God, their Creator. Very few parents take their time to teach their children and words about God. Such knowledge is usually left for school teachers who alone teach them as mere subjects. Yes, Christian religious knowledge. We must know that what a child is not accustomed to at initial stage would become strength to him or her later in life. Giving our children sound Christian and moral education is the responsibility of every parent. Yes, we should not leave it for school teachers alone. If we fail in this, we deny them of the right and lay a poor foundation for them. The result will be that we are only raising children, only fit for the zoos. God forbid. Many parents have failed in this direction. They have failed to teach their children and words about God early enough in life, and that has been a colossal failure. Though Western education is good and essential, when a child is brought up without good moral and spiritual background, then the child would have raised, ah, or the family would have raised a simple animal. The number two thing that a parent must teach their children is about good and evil. Good and evil are two extremes of the same simple code of life, and every human being is supposed to have common knowledge of them. Hence, parents being the child's pioneer and informal teachers must lead the children through what unquote constitutes good and evil. The parents should teach the children that good and evil have their respective rewards and advise them to choose the good way. Bible said in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20, This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you, that I have said before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Bible knows that we are weak, but he advises us to choose life. We have to teach our children good and evil, and then teach them, encourage them to choose good. Number three is respect for higher authority. Every human society, in every human society, there are authorities. Constituted authorities are made to adjudicate on matters involving good and bad conduct. When writing to the Romans, Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 13 from verse 1, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not terrors to good conduct but to bad. Will you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval for he is God's servant for your good. Yes, Romans chapter 13 verses 1 to 4. Unfortunately, in our time, people resist constituted authorities and wish to impose themselves instead. Others take laws into their hands and constitute nuisance in the society. We must teach children to obey lawful authority. Number four is attitude of gratitude. Favors and goodness ought to be appreciated. Ingratitude kills the spirit of generosity, while gratitude attracts more favors. It is ingratitude that makes a person to feel that he or she deserves a particular favor. If you read the Gospel of Luke chapter 17, from verse 12 to 19, we see Jesus and the ten lepers he cured. 
Nine went their way. They were ungrateful. Only one came back. Perhaps the other nine were Jesus' kinsmen. They thought that or felt that they deserved what they received. Ah, ingratitude kills the spirit of generosity. Parents should inculcate an attitude of gratitude in the lives of their children and wards. Number five is the need for education. Education is one of the lasting legacies a parents could leave for their children. When we talk of education, we mean education of the whole person, holistic education. This is because a human being is a spiritual and moral entity existing in spirit, soul, and body. Many persons today have gone through different levels of education, but their life and behavioral attitude does not suggest so. A lot have gone through school without school going through them. Many have only educated their intellect, but have zero moral status. Many of our leaders today have gone through the best schools in the world, in the hands of the very brightest scholars. But what we have in this country is simply a betrayal. We have given way for holistic education. Parents should take note and take their children, take charge of their children in this regard. Number six is a sense of self-worth. Unfortunately, many have lost this. Self-worth, self-image, self-esteem, positive pride. The fact that many have lost these while still young and tender makes them indulge in different shameful lifestyles. Many were brought up with, with notions that anything can go. The end justifies the means. Money answered all things. Without money, life is useless. Use what you have to get what you want, etc. For these and much more, there is this mad and shameful rush for and after materialism, ungodliness, and several unethical practices in almost every sphere of our national life. All these are because the family has failed. The number seven of the things we must teach our children is this, their history, their history. History tells the people where they have been and where they are coming from, and the points to them where they are going. Any person or person, family or community, or nation that loses their history loses their future. In Nigeria today, a lot of parents have failed to lay this essential foundation, and many of them are now regretting it. Today, we have many youth who neither know their country home nor could speak their mother tongue. Pidgin English have rather become the lingua franca in many Nigerian families today. Very few speak to their children in their native dialect. The fact that many youth know nothing about the custom and tradition of their people is a pointer that the future is hanging on a balance. Today is still very Really, a stitch they say, a stitch in time saves nine. Start today, teach your children about their culture, about their tradition, where they are coming from. Number eight is you must teach your children to cultivate their gifts. Every human being is born with certain potentials. In trying to achieve any feat in life, one should firstly look in wells to discover those gifts and explore them for maximum exploits. Every parent should know this. Every child should be encouraged in those areas where he or she has shown interest. Today, instead of parents to guide their children and wards along that journey of discovery, they play the part of a dictator, unfortunately. Parents now choose for their children without considering their potentials and what, they, what seems best to them or what they seem best at. Instead of entrenching our selfish interests by forcing our children into a vocation or profession or a career, 
career against their wish. Let us encourage them to cultivate their God-given gifts and the talents. Number nine, what you must teach your children is the law of money, especially the need for savings. Life experiences have shown that it is difficult to make money, but it is more difficult to save it. As we grow older, we discover that it does not really matter how much we have made, but how much we have saved or invested. Children should be encouraged to save for the rainy day because, according to an Af African proverb, it is the very firewood gathered during dry season that are used during rainy season. The need for saving should not fuel the greed for more money. Instead, children should be taught early enough that money is like a bed that perches where it wills. No one has the monopoly to get rich. Everyone could get rich if only he or she learns the law of money. Number 10 is the fear of God, the sense of the sacred. Our society is in great danger because of the dangerous encroachment of secularism. Many persons have substituted the fear of God with the observance of state constitutions. Though observance of state constitutions, obeying considered authorities is right, but the sense of sacred should be inculcated. There is this great loss of sense of sacred in our time. While parents teach their children and words about God, parents should also emphasize this fear of God. The lack of this is a remote cause of the several causes of bloodshed, immorality, and looting from our public coffers what we call bribery and corruption, and several other atrocities being witnessed around us and among us. In conclusion, a child is born in the family and is given basic and fundamental training there. The family is the nucleus of the society, again, as I said before, its basic and the smallest unit. The saintly Pope John Paul II rightly said that the, church is the, the, the family is the domestic church. In this church, children are given a essential and solid foundation and are turned into future champions. God bless you. Continue with Evangelist Jeremiah's message.